Hey everyone, it is another day of God's grace and you have found Alter Echo and that makes me very happy. This is Pastor Andy Smith, St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Let's come into the presence of God together and join our faith. Well, hello everyone. We have found each other on Father's Day weekend, another good celebration of those fathers and father figures in our lives who have been especially empowering and life-giving to us. So we honor all of you who fit that role, and we are thankful to God for every good male role model in our lives. I'm coming to you today and listening to the birds chirping wildly outside my door. Just a couple of seconds ago, there was a hummingbird dipping up and down, up and down, up and down into the hummingbird feeder, like one of those birds we used to fill with red water that went up and down on our kitchen counters or on the windowsill. That little bird took me back to my childhood in the 60s and 70s just like that. Isn't it funny how that happens? Things are opening up. It's really a good time to be alive right now. In Minnesota here, just last week, it was announced that the State Fair, which is a huge event in our state and even across the nation, would be back as normal this year. And so people are rejoicing. People need people. And here's where we're at. We need these events, these these community events, these times to be together and celebrate and get get outside of the the hard uh, difficulty of life that comes at us also. So we are hopeful these days, and I am glad we are together here at Alter Echo as well to share in that. Today we return to the prophet Jeremiah. We've got a couple more weeks left to explore this prophet and what his words mean for our faith and our lives today. We do take cues from this living word of God and it helps us name our experiences both with God and of our faith and with this life that we encounter and that we find both challenging yet so rich and joyful as well. So let's go to Jeremiah 29, starting at verse 1 and then verses 4 to 14. Listen to these familiar and famous words. They are ultimately words of hope, and they are part of our series called Embracing the Prophet. Today, the sermon is entitled, Dear Chosen Ones, and I think you will understand why when you hear the lesson. Here it is, Jeremiah 29, 1 and 4 to 14. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles, and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. 
For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let the prophets and the diviners who are among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, Only when Babylon's seventy years are completed will I visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for your harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Everyone, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, friends, on this Father's Day, Dear sisters and brothers in Christ, members of the family of God, grace to you and peace from God the Father, our heavenly parent, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, since it is Father's Day today, and, and actually at church in Lakeville on Sunday, we have friends from Luther Crest Bible Camp, where our kids go to Bible Camp. They will be with us. I want to do something a little different with the sermon today. Our focus reading that we just heard and read is the very beautiful, hope-filled, yet hard conversation God has with Israel, with the chosen ones, chosen from the beginning to carry faith and the story of a loving, gracious God into the world forever so everyone else on the earth could be inspired to have faith in God. Yet, now they have found themselves as exiles in foreign countries because they walked away from their faith, really, in the loving, gracious God of all. It wasn't that they didn't believe in God anymore. It was that they let all kinds of other things invade their commitment to God. And they also let themselves become an unjust people in an unjust society. They let the whims of life take them over instead of intentionally seeking God to blaze in their hearts daily and call them to do the harder but faithful things in life, to love the unlovable and to not make themselves higher or more special than anyone else and to deal honestly in life and to seek the common good, not the selfish good, and to be servants of God and of each other, and to call out injustice when leaders let it happen and to stand up against it. This is the hard stuff, isn't it? The hard road is always less attractive than the easy road, though, isn't it also? Yet the harder path is usually the truer path, the more faithful path, the path that brings meaning and goodness to life, not, not just for us, but for others also. So Israel had been conquered and was exiled to foreign countries 
They were driven out of their own homes, stuck under the thumbs of rulers and people who didn't give one rip about them and couldn't care less about their future. This is what they were up against. But God did not give up on them, even though they felt punished by God, rightfully so, though. In today's passage, God essentially pens them a letter that tells them God is still with them, still loves them, just as God loves everyone, and that God has not and will not give up on them being restored to the life of sharing the faith again that God had originally called them to. It's a letter that could easily have started out, Dear Chosen Ones, it's the letter of our heavenly parent to God's beloved children and family, as rebellious as those kids had become in that time. It's a letter designed to hold them together, to tell them all is not lost nor ever will be, and to tell them that their heavenly parent still loves them deeply, always will, and is helping them get back on track, on the right track again. Who doesn't need to hear that? You and me included. So today, I simply want to read one letter penned by beloved late Lutheran teacher and pastor Herb Brokering to his kids in a book entitled that he wrote entitled Love Dad. This particular letter called Family Forgiveness is exactly what God is writing to Israel in their exile. Listen to it now as it also travels into our hearts as the wisdom of God and the grace and the hope of God's renewal of us for our futures also. Here's how it goes. Remember, it's called family forgiveness. It is not good to sleep with anger inside the soul. Anger will make us tired. It will live and sleep deeply there until it is somehow cast out. Love is stronger than anger. Love can cast out anger. I do not remember that we ever slept before kissing and making up where there was anger in the house. But it may be that the kissing was not enough and not everything was forgiven. Sometimes maybe with me, the kiss and make up ritual masked real feelings, things that needed to be said and done. Somehow, using religious words and pious phrases made everything seem right to me. But there must have been times when you thought the words too hollow, the hugs meaningless emotions. You did not say so or cry out because your hurt was too painful, your anger still alive and hidden within. Sometimes we are sorry, truly sorry, and wanting forgiveness much later. That is how it is sometimes with our family. We requested and received love late. Love is not always there on time, but love can be retroactive. It was sometimes so for me. Is it so for you? The pendulum on our living room clock swings back and forth, going backwards to go ahead, it seems. 
Time swings, circles, retrieves, and loops back on itself. Sometimes forgiveness is that way. Sometimes it comes on the third or the fifth sunset or later. Forgiveness may need to go back into the past. Do you think of these things? I have forgiven you as completely as I am able. Sometimes my love came slow. If there were times I forgave late, when the sun was low in our Minnesota Valley, it was still high in the West. I borrowed the sun in California while you were already asleep in Minnesota. We can do that. We live on a timeline where forgiveness is not instant, where sunsets roll slowly westward over a series of horizons, sunset after sunset. Sunsets and forgiving are continuous. They are always there, always happening. Sometimes I have forgiven you by moonlight. I have kissed you when the stars were waking. I felt our love in the face of your sleep and in the joy of your waking and in the way we ate cereal at the morning table. When the sun was rising, I knew forgiveness had wakened and our love had lived through the night. Did I tell you how I felt about forgiveness as the sun went down? Did you feel our new love when the same sun rose? Sunrise makes a circle with sunset. Forgiveness makes a circle with love. So I say a new saying. Feel love before your sun goes down and feel love again at dawn. Love, Dad. So, dear friends, let our heavenly parent, God, fill us with new faith as the sun and God's forgiveness have risen on this new day and new start for us again as the family of God. Let faith, faithfulness, forgiveness, and grace fill you and give you new life, a future with hope, in God again. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. 
May the sun shine warm upon your face, and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.